0: Welcome to Access Your Leadership, where we share inspiring career stories and talk about ways that you can level up your own leadership potential. I'm your host and coach, Hakeem Lockdown. Today's topic, ego and leadership. In this episode, we'll embark on a journey to understand the concept of ego and its profound impact on leading ourselves and others. Ego is a multifaceted aspect of human psychology, often misunderstood, yet critical in our lives. So grab a cup of coffee or tea or maybe even a strong drink. Let's dive in. So I love this topic because I often joke about my time working at Harvard Law School as ego boot camp. As you can imagine, there are a lot of people there, students, professors, staff, VIPs, all walking the halls, very conscious of their ego. And while I've had to do work of my own ego, and we all have that inside of us to work on, that's not the place I typically operate from. So early on in my days at Harvard, people couldn't figure me out because they wanted to know my personal agenda, what I was trying to gain or create or promote for myself. And I didn't lead myself or others from that place of ego. This egoless style of leadership had served me well over the years, and it's come up a lot in my work with clients. So to start, let's demystify what ego really is. It's not just about arrogance or pride, like we've come to sort of understand ego when we talk about it, it encompasses our sense of self, identity. And how we engage with the world. We've heard ego described as a certain image or persona that we've created for ourselves over time. But when we talk about ego, we're talking about how it influences our thoughts, behaviors, and interactions. So what are the different dimensions of ego? Many believe that our ego isn't inherently good or bad, that it has a dual nature. The thought is that it can be a source of strength, bolstering our self-esteem and identity, and that's true to some degree. But those things, strength, self-esteem, and our identity are simply that, and I think that they're actually things we choose to create, not necessarily looked at as benefits of a quote-unquote healthy ego. The ego I'm talking about today is the one that often creates a conflict within ourselves, resulting in things like arrogance, insecurity, and this constant need for validation. While I'm open to holding space for the possibility that both a healthy and inflated ego can exist, it then raises the question of how do we distinguish between these two, right? I choose not to make that distinction between healthy or inflated ego, but instead between leading from ego and leading from a place of I am, a place of knowing who you truly are and all that you possess. Self-help author and motivational speaker Wayne Dyer said, the ego is only an illusion, but a very influential one. Letting the ego illusion become your identity can prevent you from knowing your true self. Ego, the false idea of believing that you are what you have or what you do, is a backwards way of assessing and living life. I mean, think about that. The, coming from a place of ego is a backwards way of assessing and living life because a lot of it's really this outside in thinking versus inside out thinking. What do I mean by that? So, this outside in thinking is this idea that we're, you know, taking the external world and all of that we know about it. To shape who we are on the inside versus inside out thinking, which is this idea of who are we first and foremost, figuring out who we are at our core, and then leading and creating our world from that place. So I was reading an article back on mission.org that referenced living or leading while stuck in this ego hell. And the ego hell is explained as a place where you're performing for imaginary people's imaginary expectations for you, a place where you act for appearances instead of principles a place where your life is a constant compromise instead of a bold declaration and pursuit of your highest self. Let me say that first line again. A place where you're performing for imaginary people's imaginary expectations of you. How many out there find yourself living or leading or building a life or a career based on imaginary people's imaginary expectations for you? Maybe one time you saw in a movie. Maybe it was set in passing when you were a little kid and you internalize that to believe that what you are doing is the right thing to do. And you continue to perform that way based on what you imagine these people or scenarios or culture insist that you do. And isn't that what we're meant to be as leaders, holding ourselves and others to a higher standard and leading by example, by being our best and truest self. I want to take this opportunity in this episode to identify why operating or leading from a place of ego never serves us. So you can imagine the impact of leading from this ego hell mindset, right? Leaders with an ego, they might micromanage, constantly be seeking control, undermining their team's autonomy. And I want to highlight a few of these behaviors and feelings that arise from ego to give some real context to how this shows up in the way that we lead ourselves and others. So first and foremost, and the most obvious is lack of authenticity. Professionals operating from ego often prioritize appearances over authenticity. They present a a facade to meet perceived expectations, leading to a lack of genuine connection with themselves and others. We also see this show up in a fear of failure, this constant fear of failure, not even understanding where it's coming from. It's from this need of validation and approval to feed the ego, and that's what creates that fear of failure. Professionals or leaders that find themselves trapped in ego may avoid taking risks or making decisions that can be perceived as mistakes mistakes often hindering personal and professional growth. So they're very risk averse because of that fear of failure. And that fear of failure comes from maintaining a certain image or persona that they've created for themselves. Another one that shows up with a lot of my clients, either doing it or having it done to them is micromanagement. We hear a lot about this and you've ever been in a micromanagement situation. You know how limiting and frustrating it can be. Ego-driven leaders feel the need to control every aspect of their work and their team's work. This micromanagement stifles creativity, innovation, and development of team members. The other thing is, leading with ego prevents us from receiving valuable feedback. Individuals operating from ego may struggle to accept constructive feedback. The fear of criticism clashes with that need of constant validation, creating a defensive attitude that hinders learning and improvement. So you can imagine, I mean, not only giving feedback, but receiving valuable feedback that allows the leader to... To be more self-aware and to grow in the role can be quite challenging when you're trying to maintain a certain image or ego. The other one is ineffective communication. And I'm a big communication guy. Communication is key. The way in which we communicate our needs, our expectations, our boundaries, our, our pleasure and displeasure with certain things in life is essential. And as a leader, communicating clearly and confidently is so important. Ego-driven leaders focus on projecting a certain image that can result in communication that lacks transparency, openness, and the ability to address real issues. So you can imagine if they're constantly editing themselves to think about the way that they're communicating in a way that projects a certain image, their communication is going to always be choppy. It's going to be inconsistent. It's going to be dishonest even at times. The other thing that this obviously all leads to is poor team dynamics. Ego-driven leaders often prioritize their own success over the success of their team. This self-centered approach can lead to a toxic work environment, diminished team morale, and a lack of collaboration. If you're constantly thinking about things in terms of I, 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 instead of we, then you can understand how the team dynamics might break down from that. Another one that we don't often think about when discussing ego and leadership is burnout. Yeah, we hear burnout, but we don't think about it in the context of ego. And the pressure to meet those imaginary expectations I talked about can lead to chronic stress and burnout. The constant need to perform at a high level to satisfy the ego's demands can often result in physical and emotional exhaustion. And another one that's huge for me, we just got done doing an eight-week training program with a group out of the UK. It was eight weeks, two two two-hour sessions a week, so 16 total sessions, two hours each, and every single one of them touched on this topic, which is trust. And trust is essential in any professional relationship. Operating from ego can make it really challenging to build trust because the leader's focus is on managing perceptions rather than fostering genuine connections or sharing honest information. So again, you can imagine communication is altered, communication is edited and modified to maintain a certain relationship with the ego or a certain image. So people who know that about you are going to really struggle to trust you. Another one here, especially in the way the world is today, Ego-driven individuals are very resistant to change because it threatens the carefully constructed image they present. This lack of adaptability can hinder an individual and team's ability to navigate the ever-changing work environment. So you can imagine adaptability is something that is quite challenging for someone who's constructed this perfect ego or this perfect persona or image of themselves. So being agile and being fluid in the way that we lead isn't something that most ego-driven leaders possess. And then lastly is ego-driven leaders with decision-making is real challenging because of the fact that they're influenced by more of their personal glory than what's best for the organization or team. This can lead to suboptimal choices and a failure to consider the broader impact of the decisions. So decision-making, I mean, a lot of people who are concerned with ego waffle. And again, this isn't describing people who have an ego or lead from a place of ego rather than a place of I am. As bad leaders. They're not bad leaders. They just struggle in the areas that I just mentioned. So you might find a really good leader who's struggling in decision-making and that ends up being something for them that comes from a place of ego because they're waffling because of the fact that they're struggling to understand what version of themselves they want to present. You can see just a few of these ways that ego impacts the way we lead ourselves and others. But whenever I've been in a leadership role, I choose to come from this place of I am. I mean, sometimes quite literally, I will step into a place of I am where I can feel myself operating from this place of ego or feeling the outside pressure. And then I will stand up and move myself to a different place in the room just so I can have a different mindset, a little pattern interrupt. Actually, I was at this leadership retreat on the South shore of England in Seaford, which is just up the coast of Brighton, if anyone knows their UK geography. And we were doing an exercise where we would literally put down two mats. And one of the mats said ego or persona. I can't remember exactly which one, but for this sake, I'll say one mat was ego and the other mat was I am. It said I am on it. And we'd stand on the ego mat and we would encourage the participants to feel into what came up, the judgment, the pressure, this, you know, this sort of obsession with titles and salary, the keeping up with the Joneses feeling that we sometimes get the shame, the unrealistic expectations, all of it. And it just felt so heavy. And we would we would give time, we'd give space for them to feel into what that place of ego felt like. And then we'd ask them to open their eyes and then consciously step out of ego into I am and step onto the I am mat and focus on what we knew to be true about us without the influence of our parents or our partners, our childhood, friends, colleagues, our degrees, our roles and titles, And just feel into what it was like to be in that place of knowing from I am. It was really quite amazing to feel that shift occur. It felt lighter. It felt freer and with way, way less pressure. So being in that place of I am with the ego not running the show, that's the version of us that's aware of our strengths, even aware of our limitations, but open to learning. It doesn't shy away from feedback. It can admit when it's wrong. We feel taller. We feel more confident. We feel resilient. And that's when we're our best selves and are the most effective leaders. So how do we do this? I've shared a lot about the impact of ego on leadership already. And you may be asking, well, how do I shed this ego and lead from a more authentic, more self-aware place? The honest answer is practice. I'm sure you've heard it before when it comes to this kind of work. This is a mountain that you climb that has no top. It's ongoing. It's a lifelong process. But the ways to do it is by incorporating certain practices into your life that reinforce this desire to lead from a more authentic place and less from a place of ego. So first and foremost, self-awareness. As I've mentioned in the self-awareness episode, you know that's big for me. Um, Find time and space to reflect on your actions and your motivations regularly. What are you feeling? Why are you feeling that? What made you choose to approach a situation that way versus another way? Have the time and space to reflect on that. The other one is seek feedback. So be open to constructive criticism and opportunities for self-improvement. Feedback is crucial as you go through this process. It's why 360s are so valuable if utilized in the right way. But if you think about the leaders in leadership roles who commit to doing a 360, they get so much value from that because they are open to the feedback. They receive this feedback from their direct reports or their peers, and you know even those above them. And then as you start to reflect on that, you realize that These are the ways in which you can step out of leading from a place of ego, or you can start to improve on some of your shortcomings, or you can really highlight some of your strengths. Another one is practice humility. Embrace this growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. And don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. I think a lot of leaders struggle with this, where they think they need to be the smartest person in the room, or that they always have to have the right answers. The reality is, that vulnerability that we can show our colleagues, our direct reports, our team members, lets them know we're just human. And that at the end of the day, we can come from a place of humility that makes us more relatable and ultimately more effective leaders. And as a leader, put the team's success above your personal recognition. All of my leadership roles, I thought of myself as a resource to my team. Yes, I wanted to be successful and I was, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But when I came in every day, I thought to myself, what does my team need from me to be the best version of themselves today? And if they were all working at their highest capacity, then I could too, whether on my individual work or work related to the team. And then other more practical things are regular exercise. You know, self-care is really important. Finding time for meditation, you know, incorporating some sort of mindfulness practice into your day, reading, reading about this topic, reading about leadership, building your your confidence from a place of knowing rather than sort of influence from external factors. And then another one I, I, always, I always share with my clients is writing and journa- journaling, finding time to reflect in that way, actually writing in a notebook, what you're seeing, what came up, where you think that's coming from, just let your mind be free and just write and journal and then reflect on what you've journaled in that period. And then lastly is talking and being with people who love us for who we really are. I think when we can surround ourselves with people who know us for who we really are and love us for that, it centers us and and presences us in our authentic self and less about what we have to be for what we expect, people's expectations are of us. So as we wrap up this episode, remember that ego and leadership can be absolutely devastating. In that same mission.org article I referenced earlier, an audience at a leadership conference was asked about what they thought the answer was to this question. This is the number one individual challenge that every single person faces. If left unchecked, this problem will destroy a company culture from the inside. And the speaker asked the audience, so what do you think it is? And people had all kinds of different answers. And the answer was ego. It's the one individual challenge that we all face, but left unchecked, this problem will destroy a company culture from the inside. So when we can check our ego at the door and step into that place of I am that I described earlier, a place free of those imaginary expectations from imaginary people, we feel empowered and we can elevate our own unique leadership skills. Remember, leadership isn't about being the smartest or most powerful person in the room. It's about empowering those around you and making them feel valued. So I encourage you to reflect on how big a role ego plays in the way you lead and start exploring the ways you can drop the ego and step into more powerful place of I am. As always, I'd love to hear from you about the episode. What came up for you as you think about leveling up your leadership game? And please, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to like and subscribe. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn at Hakeem A. Lockdar or LockdarCoaching.com. Thanks for tuning in. Keep being great. And we'll see you next time.